we are recording and we are live for our first first ever live podcast episode which is quite terrifying actually mm-hmm. it is it's very very scary uh Neha is here as always my partner in crime it is it's a little terrifying <laughs> it is <isn't> it? <laughs> I think though we got these coupons, and I actually think that they are there to like. Oh my god, am I lagging? Fan you off to like actually, you know, calm you down. I don't. Lauren doesn't have any cue cards. She can't be trusted. (laughs) But you know, Lauren's here as well because um, Lauren and well, Lauren and Courtney have actually been the biggest co-host on the show. Not biggest. That sounds quite rude. We're both five foot zero. You are the biggest, shortest co-host. Um, yeah. But you you have co-hosts for the, the most episodes ever. We we can't remember. I can't. Well, we do know which one it is, but I, I forgot. And it's, it's not your washing on my machine. It is my washing machine, probably. Because I used to record this show in my living room. And then mm-hmm. I got a big fancy office. Well, not big fancy office. It's it's quite small. Like Courtney and yourself. Um. So, yeah. And Neha, you're quite small as well, aren't you? Sorry to pick on you size-wise. <laughs> Maybe you're just tall. <laughs> this is uh, another. This is another theory, Sweetie. This is another theory. Um, mm-hmm. We are live today, so technical issues are bound to happen. For example, yeah. Neha is currently frozen, um, but we are going to persevere, and I'm I... sure she'll join us back very soon. But she always freezes with such like a beautiful smile. She really does, actually. It's just Every always graceful. I, it's like, yeah, my one of my eyes is like semi shut, and like my mouth yeah. is open, and all and sorts of things. Like, yeah, she's always in like a nice position. I think she's putting it on, actually. I really do think she's putting it on. But we'll see what happens. Um, so, hello. Welcome to our 100th episode of the show. Um, so for this episode, we are walking down memory lane. Not literally, though, because, you know, pandemic. Um, promenade. What the promenade? <laughs> Promenading down memory lane. down memory lane. Down memory lane. Um, and we're going to think about, we're going to think about, we're going to talk about some of the episodes we have uh, discussed, some of the themes we've had, uh, what's changed, um, what, what else we want to do, um, what feedback we've got, and just in general, the show, three years of it, it's quite mad actually, isn't it? It's crazy. And it's- also now I'm like, while well, Neha's technical <laughs> issues are happening, I'm so sorry that my voice is not as nice as hers. <laughs> You're going to have to, like, uh, I can't even do it. I can't even do accents. I'm like it. You can't do accents, can you? Not even, I can barely do my own, like. <laughs> that's fair enough, that's fair enough. Um, okay, so let's get started. So um, what's quite funny is that for a film podcast, we actually do talk about TV quite a lot, which was never actually the plan. Um, mm-hmm. When I first set the show up, it was all about kind of talking about the latest releases and like what we thought about films. But TV, I feel like TV's just really evolved in the past like yeah. 10 years. And like that kind of stigma when actors would go on a TV show, that's just kind of disappeared now, hasn't it? Amy Adams paved the way. <laughs> <laughs> like back in the day, like if an actor was on a TV show and they then did a movie, that's when they would like move out of TV. But and now it seems. Like- I, it feels like oh their career yeah. is dying now but now it it's does. Like the opposite like it's it is opposite. like you have shows like Big Little Lies where Nicole Kidman and Reese Witherspoon like hop in a show and then go back to like an Oscar nominated mm. film and um I'm just trying to think of other examples it's like not little like... fires everywhere like, it, basically Reese Witherspoon Reese yeah, I think Reese Witherspoon is responsible yeah I really sharp do. objects sharp objects what other ones are there uh, oh True Detective that was the big detective, thing True Detective that was a good one from well, the first season anyway um <laughs> Matthew I mean, Morgan. if I can't even watch Rachel McAdams. Oh, I know. 
And we did a um, whole episode of that actually. True I never, I, I, I've only watched the first season maybe like last year. I'm trying, I can't think of another example, but there, I'm sure there are loads. There will be loads. I mean, we, we've done quite a few episodes on TV couples actually. Um, we've done two actually, just on couples. One that was the best couples in TV and one that was TV couples we wanted together. Um, do you think that's because TV couples, we get to see a lot more of them, whereas in a film, you just kind of get the beginning, middle and end, don't you? Absolutely. You have that, that more of an arc, like, and I suppose not, I don't want to bring this back to WandaVision, but even if you just look at what <laughs> that show has done for like Scarlet Witch or Wanda, however you want to call her, like, it's great because for ages, she was sort of my favorite character just because she had cool powers, but now I know so much more about her and I think it's good. Like TV's great. It does make me laugh how like Marvel have spent 14 years making all these big billionaire films and we're just like no the best thing you did was an eight-part series tv yep. show that 23 <laughs> minute episode <laughs> yeah by the way these lies that they tell that the episodes are an hour long we know you we can yeah. see that you know and i don't trust it because like I, i'll click pause and i'll think right okay i've got 17 minutes left but then you don't know how long the credits are going to be yeah it's they bizarre. could be 16 minutes long you just don't know I know. By the way, everyone that keeps asking me if I watch the credits, of course I've watched the credits. It's Marvel. <laughs> I didn't just think, actually, Joe, you know I'm going to skip it this week. I'm just not going to, just not going to yeah. watch it. Just not going to watch it. I will it. not stand by. <laughs> that is, I love that there was a tweet that had like the show villain and it was Agatha. <laughs> and then the real villain, it was please stand by. Yeah. Um, I thought that was brilliant. Um. Okay, I think Neha is actually about to rejoin us, which is great timing, considering that we're talking about one division. <laughs> I know right now she must then. Hi, uh, there you are. There you are. Um, sorry, I was just telling everyone it's like the joys of living on the third floor in a house. The internet just cuts off sometimes, but I'm on the second floor, so let's hope for the best. She switched floors. She's moving on down. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> So where were we? So we were talking about how we've done TV episodes on love, t- two episodes on TV relationships. We have done t- we've done episodes on kind of like genres. So we did a true crime television episode. Do you guys think that the true crime fascination will lose its trend? Because it's very trendy at the moment. Obviously, for people like us, we've loved it for decades. But do you think it's going to end? Do you think something else will replace it? I was hoping you were going to say, will the true crime trend ever die? Oh, sorry. That was a missed opportunity. See? I mean, I think... You go, Neha. You've been away for ages. (laughs) I think we'll get to a point... I think we'll get to a point where it will stop being as trendy because, like, trends die, right? Like, every trend dies. Mm -hmm. So I think eventually we'll get to a point where, like, that ends. But I think interest in crime shows generally is still going to prevail. Like, we love crime shows. I don't think that's going to go away, but I don't know if people are going to be binging it the week it comes out on Netflix mm-hmm. forever. Yeah, true. Mm. True. We also did an episode on Shit's Creek. And what's really funny about Shit's Creek and Rian Pictures is every month we have a monthly newsletter, which we, you know, tell you our suggestions on what to watch, what to listen to. And every single month someone says Shit's Creek. <laughs> and um, poor Sophie, who curates the newsletter, said, I can't do it anymore, guys. We have recommended every element of it. Full and stop. still we haven't recommended it enough. <laughs> and still we haven't recommended it enough. Um are there any TV shows that you guys think we should do episodes on? And I think I know what's coming. Glee. <laughs> they would be good. I, I have watching it, but it would be good. I know. We're gonna we're gonna touch on Glee a bit later on, but um 
because there's just there's a lot to do um neha why don't you tell us about the film episodes that we have done over the past three years film we've done some pretty good ones Mm. um i think oh gosh just dropped my post-it with all my notes (laughs) (laughs) live show live show yeah i think so my favorite film related podcast is probably the heist films one because i loved heist i love heist films i think you and i both love heist films which is why the energy on that episode was so good too like yeah Inception and Logan Lucky and Oceans, all of the oceans is, and we all talked about oceans. all of the oceans is. I really love that I think one. The plural is O'Shea. <laughs> O'Shea. O'Shea. That sounds like Gwyneth Paltrow's child's name. Just saying. O'Shea. Oh God, it does. It sounds like something she's going to add to poop. <laughs> With a candle smelling of it. Oh God, the candle smelling of the O'Shea. She, I think she has a fleshy candle already. Oh, yeah, it's a candle. What is it? Is it is it a candle for your vagina or is it a candle? Smells like smells like your vagina. Sorry, that was an awful joke. I'm so sorry. I don't really want to smell her vagina. Okay, sorry. Let her continue. We interrupted you about vaginas. No, no, that's cool. So, um, I personally love heist film ones. I don't know whether any new heist films have come out since that episode that we can like tack on. Yeah, no, it's, it's weird because I know that they've just started talking about doing an Oceans prequel where, is it Margot Robbie is going to play the character of George Clooney and Sandra Bullock's mother? Yeah, I think so. Right? Yeah, that's, I don't know what number that's going to be though because like when they made Oceans One? 8, you just, <laughs> you just figured they'd do like, 9 and 10, but. Maybe it's just be like Wars? the ocean or like yeah. the first ocean or something given the that it's ocean. prequel. I don't know. I don't I mean, know. I'm I mean, I'm glad. I'm glad Margot Robbie is booked and working because she works bloody hard. Bless her. She does. She does, does. and she has her own production company now, doesn't she? Happy, happy, happy. We love women in film that produce women-made films as well with their production companies. Reese Witherspoon again, Margot Robbie again. Um, Can't think of anyone else. Sorry, didn't do the research. (laughs) Dakota Johnson, Tea Time Pictures. Mm. Oh, really? Dakota Johnson's number one fan, they have us. It is me, yes. It is me. It is me. Um, I love that. Yeah, we've done, like I said before, like the kind of the show was always meant to be about films, but sometimes it's it's difficult. Like there's so many things we haven't done, and yet we've been talking for three years. Um, and it's interesting because like we did an episode on war films, which I would never have done, but you kind of was like, no, let's do it, let's do it. And it was so interesting to kind of think about like the representation in the films, like how American war films and British war films can be very different. Yeah, we talked about American snipers specifically, didn't we? About like that American patriotism on crack almost. Yeah, it is. It is like it's on crack. It's bizarre. Or it. I've not seen that film either, but all I remember is that fake baby they used. Yeah. In like mm-hmm. the million dollar budget, let's just throw a baby born in there and get on with that crack. Um, spoke say about crack lot- again. <laughs> say crack. Spoke about a lot of Marvel as well, haven't we? We did, yeah. yeah. I wonder how that's gonna. Given that Marvel is clearly never gonna end, it'll be cool to kind of revisit them when you get like Phase Four and obviously One Division when we get around to it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm excited. It's gonna be good. Mm-hmm. I think my. Mm-hmm. Episode 2000, we could recap It's like Marvel Phase 2. <laughs> Episode 2000? That's when my children will be taking over the reins of the show. It, do you what? I did think, I thought about this the other day, like, if I have children, are they going to want to watch, like, 
all of the Marvel films. Are you gonna like pass your podcast down on your will? I'm also gonna pass my podcast down in my will. It is my dying wish that you keep going with my film <laughs> podcast. But mom, I love maths. No, film. Oh god, I love maths. If I have a child that loves math, I will be very, very uh, concerned. I'm, I'm like, not. Uh, you're definitely not related to me. <laughs> I don't know. What's I was never that bad at math. It was just kind of. Like I can do, I can add things up. I just want to clarify there. But yeah, the kind of, I just used to sit in the lessons when I, even when I was like 12 and just thought, what is the point of this? Yeah. And I have never used any of that crap. Do you know what? Saying. Actually, I did A-level maths. And did you? I know. I love the, how shocked you sound. Sorry, really. <laughs> no, you <know>. so rude. <laughs> Guys, I'm very, no, to be fair, it was the worst decision of my life and I almost failed that I had to be tutored. It was awful. Anyway. But what oh, I'm saying is the sorry. only time I ever use maths now is like if I am looking at a recipe and I'm like, right, I think I don't want to make this whole recipe. Maybe I'll make two thirds of this recipe and yes. then I'm going, wait, did I divide this by a hundred and then times it by six? Like, is it did I times it by 66? But like, literally I'm like, oh, and then I think of that I wasted my whole academic life doing maths for nothing. That's that's very fair, to be mm-hmm. fair. That's fair. I'm sorry though, that you thought it was the biggest mistake of your life. That's quite severe. Life, yeah. I, I mean, it was. I got several E's. I was an all A student. It was terrible. E. Okay. Um, Okay. Let's move on to our person focused um, episode. So we've tried to do like, like tribute episodes per se over the years. We've done, you know, Ava DuVernay, Nicole Kidman, Regina King, Jessica Chastain, Tom Hanks. The most popular one though was for Naya Rivera, which was not even like a real episode. I just essentially jumped on the podcast and I think, I think it's like 14 minutes long, but it's one of the most popular episodes. Um, And that was a really hard one to record because I feel like doing the episodes we've done, like, you know, Jessica Chastain, Ava DuVernay, like they're just celebrating this person and like talking about how excited we are that they've changed over the years and what they have to come. And with the episode for Naira Vera, it was so hard because it was kind of like saying goodbye to all the potential that was in the world that's available. And it's funny because since that episode, we've, you know, she gets mentioned a lot. When we did the High School Musical episode, we found out that she originally auditioned for Gabriella. That's right. And that was just what could have been, what could have been. And what I loved about that episode when I was listening to it was just like how raw it was for you too. Like it just felt so sincere and genuine. Um, Whereas some people are just, you know, jumping on to talk about her for like, oh, let's get a bit more listeners. But you you genuinely loved her and you could tell from how you were speaking about her. And I thought it was lovely. Thank you. That's the nicest thing I'll probably say for the week now. (laughs) Taking the piss out of you. No, I think it it was nice to do. And like, just relating back to Glee again, I, I... I love Glee and I know it's a bit of a running joke um, but it was such a massive part of like my life mm-hmm. during those years and it's funny because I, I watched till like season three and then I just I just stopped watching and then two years ago it it landed on Amazon Prime because before it wasn't on any streaming service mm-hmm. and I got the flu. Do you remember when you used to get the flu and it was like oh I've got no, the flu. No I've never got the flu. I've prime immune system over here <laughs> i haven't i haven't either Wait, do you still take 15 flu? vitamins no. every day is that just me <laughs> no yeah i've no i mean i get bad colds but i've never had yeah. the flu. 
Okay, guys, can you please put in the chat if you've never had the flu? Because now I'm concerned. I mean, I know my immune system's awful. You know, I was in hospital as a child. I had pneumonia just saying, nearly died. I brushed it off. A little brush with death. <laughs> um, but yeah, I had the flu. And so I thought, okay, I'll watch Glee. So you see my brain under them conditions doesn't act very well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I watched season three. Then I was like, right, I'll stop now. I'll stop. And then, uh, and then I lost my job. And then... I thought, right, I'll watch season four. I'll season four. Again, not a very great decision. And then I watched season five when the pandemic hit. So basically, I don't make very good decisions. <laughs> but I haven't watched season six. But I know that we get asked constantly, when are we doing a Glee episode? And I just generally, I'll be honest. You know whose fault it is? It's mine. It's not. It's Amy. Amy, when you listen to this, you pressure me on a weekly basis for a Glee episode. Eloise. It's just the pressure is all around, and myself, I pressure myself, but I don't know how to do it because there's so much to talk about. Like, do we do it by seasons? Do we do it by characters? Do we do it by episode? Like an episode guide? I think it might need to be just a whole new podcast. Yeah, (laughs) on Glee, kind of like Britney one, but on Glee. Yep, Mm, absolutely. Mm. So yeah, I mean, it's coming. It's in the works. I just, I just don't know what's going to happen. Um. Oh, okay, so listeners here, Laverne, uh, flu-less for life, she hopes. Emily, I take my vitamins every day and I've still had the flu a couple of times. Totally Wait, so I'm not there. safe? You're not safe. Why am uh, I spending so much money in Holland uh-huh. and Barrett? <laughs> Holland and Barrett? God, what are you, middle class? I get my vitamins from Holland and Barrett. They do those one-piece sales? What the hell? Isn't it yeah, a one-piece not- sale if you buy something else that's like £10? My vitamin D tablets are like £6. They're not that... I suppose we probably are a bit middle class. That's really hurt me now. (laughs) Because the vitamins you take. (laughs) Good. Um, And Rachel had flu five years ago. Zero out of 10 would not recommend. I honestly, I mean, uh, I have had the flu about 10 times in my life. 10? Are you sure you're not just mixing this up with the cold? No, I've had like full on flu because when I get the flu, I'm like ill for two weeks. And this is, this is why I'm quite scared of the COVID. So just say yeah. I know. Well, yeah. Also, Georgina, Georgina said that we should do a whole episode on Mr. Shoot, and I second that because that man <laughs> had so many random, weird, awkward, just bad layers. I really wanted it's to like, get yeah, into. Stop so. fancying your students, like it's it, it, yeah. It was the it's for me. It was the rapping. Yeah, I was gonna say that's the other part. That's like I'm like <laughs> I listen back to the soundtracks very regularly. And I'm like, what? A, why did they never have a black male character? And don't give me that whole, you know, um, when Jacob Puckerman joined in season four. Mm. We had three seasons of no black men. And every single song that was sung by a black man either went to Artie, who rapped, or to Mr. Shoe, who rapped. Yeah. <laughs> and then you had the episode where Finn and Puck were like, Marky Mark and the Fucking Bunch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> oh dear um so yeah it's 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 in the works the glee the glee episode there's just there's just so much to unpack and talk about um the 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 cast actually did a glee podcast i think it's kevin mccall and jenna ashkovitz um and um they they did every single episode i don't know when they stopped though um but they're lovely them too i do like them they just seem like lovely people which is quite nice um not many of them in that cast to be fair not many left and not many of them are very nice either yeah. i tell you I, I am i am sending love to heather to heather morris because girl you need it mm-hmm. um and you also need someone to pre-approve your social media posts yeah. before you send them because it's very questionable times stop just stop um Neha, why don't you take us through our episodes on representation 
Mm, so these are some, I think the representation and like themed episodes are probably some of my favorite because we get to deep dive mm-hmm. um, on concepts. You know, I love a good deep dive. So, I mean, some of my favorites were Asian American representation in film. Because, yeah, no, I really liked that. Um, specifically how, obviously we talked about how Asian American representation in film has changed over the last few years and how you've seen people like, Sandra Oh winning multiple Golden Globes and the starring John Cho campaign that got us a little bit of traction on Twitter, didn't it? I know. I was a big fat shocked that. famous for a day. I know. I know. So for anyone who doesn't know, William Yu, who created starring John Cho, which was this campaign of photoshopping John Cho's face onto like big blockbuster films so like The Avengers and um, The Martian and so forth and kind of really making that the case for actually any of these characters could have been Asian or by extension, any of these characters could have been black. You know, there's like, there's nothing about these characters that suggests that they have to be white. Um, and he, I endorsed that one episode, which was huge. That felt really cool. So I really liked Asian American um, representation in film. And I also really liked by representation in film and TV. That was a really good episode. Um, I just loved it. I don't know if you two want to add anything to was my, it like five minutes it. long? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's interesting because we kind of talked about it as, as in the case of sort of like three very distinct tropes. So you've, always, you've got that like infidelity in the way that you've got like Imagine Me and You where someone realizes, oh, it's not even, they don't even talk about that character being bi, but there's that sort of like infidelity somehow pays a part in mm-hmm. somebody seeking out one of these um relationships but again erased because it's not you can't have bi representation without it being erased in film so we talked about infidelity and then we also talked about the idea of like picking a side when you think of Alex Strange love that idea of like you you know you can't like both because that's not that's not a thing that's not something anyone can do apparently so we talked about picking a side and obviously that trope of like the horrible husband so this husband who is just horrible to this woman and she seeks solace in this wild lives on the fringe of society woman um and there are like times and places for all of those tropes like you talk about infidelity in the case of carol where you've got that kind of social and historical context of actually being lgbt plus on the spectrum in the 1950s wasn't acceptable so there would be a level of like secrecy involved but um i by the way have never not ummed and ard that little through something so i just i was very impressed i'm so proud yeah, that's never happened before. I'm just gonna log off now. <laughs> no, yeah. like the passion is just flowing through you. Yeah, that felt really cool. But no, so bar representation in film was a big deal. I really liked that episode. Yeah, I with with the episodes, like it's it's so important to me. And I feel like the conversations are happening more often. Like I, I went to an event the other day um that was on by representation. And um I think like like I, I'm at the moment I'm watching Vikings and there's two bisexual characters in that show and they're doing it quite well considering the show is set in like 700 BC or whatever the Vikings were around I can't remember um not good at math and not good at history and um, that was my other A level <laughs> no way really can I just and tell you music and film <laughs> what a mix I love that oh. can I just tell a little story in my GCC history um exam I literally opened the paper saw the question and just thought nope don't know that so I smuggled my iPod headphone into my sleeve of my blazer and then just rested my 
ear on my hand and just listen to um Kelly Clarkson for the whole of the exam <laughs> sorry and... I thought you were gonna like say like you elaborately cheated but you you chose yeah Kelly you Clarkson just... instead Lauren, I had I had an iPod Nano like there was no downloading like a like an exam record back then uh, but which Kelly Clarkson album um oh god I can't remember the name but it's the one with like behind these eyes lies breakaway 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 the good one what an album album honestly and pretty much the princess diary soundtrack as well Mm -hmm. just just saying Um, she hates breakaway by the way not to bring this into but she does she yeah she hates singing it why I know I'll ask her next week when I see her again all right thank you yeah send her my love send her my love I love Kelly Clark by the way Vikings is set in 793 Oh, thank you. I like that. 793. It's funny when you watch, I was watching it the other day and I think I said, this isn't that, you know, this isn't set that far after, you know, Jesus really. And then I was like, am I talking as if Jesus is an actual character? <laughs> like, like the prequel to Vikings starring Jesus Christ. Jesus. Jesus Christ. And um, it's quite funny as well because they, inv- sorry, I'm going off track again. They invade England and they like go to like Northumbria and York and um, Wessex and, you know, all the old names. Nobody has a Northern accent. Nobody has a Northern accent. Just saying. So thanks for that. Is Wessex a real place? It was. So basically back <laughs> history of not having it all. Back in the day, you had all of the North was called Northumbria and right. down south, it was East Anglia, and basically all of England was called Wessex, and then the Midlands was called Mercia. Right. So yeah, just a little lesson there, Sam. There you go. We didn't really learn English history in school, eee. except the bad stuff. <laughs> I'm not going to talk and about today. X that out in your bingo cards. <laughs> Laura mentions Northern Ireland. Um, <laughs> where was I? Yeah, bisexual representation. It means a lot. And I think I would I would love to see more of it in media. And what I would just love is that a TV show starts and one character is just bisexual and we don't have to go for the whole journey and the whole explaining. Like, I think I said this before. I think I'm just tired of coming out stories. Like, I know I just made a film called Coming Out for Christmas, but I think <laughs> I just want to see gay gay people in general and queer people in general just living their life and just having problems and day-to-day issues rather than it all being about their sexuality like that's that's what I really really want to see um and the Asian American one was so fun and you were so good at that Neha because you had like such a great um knowledge about it and it was just so cool to kind of see how there was this massive surge in the late like 2010s like where did that come from and like where is it going to go and I'm I'm really I'm really excited for that and we've got like we've got Marvel shows coming up with Asian leads and that's exciting yeah, yeah. I, forgot, I forgot sorry I just couldn't get over the fact that you just almost like word by word started saying the lyrics to Cotton Eye Joe <laughs> what did I say You're like where did they come from where did they go <laughs> oh god and then my brain was like straight away god have you ever listened to the lyrics to that properly i, I mean i yes. could try but it's very fast it's a very no, i have oh it's is a, it bad it's a very strange song um a team rp could we could we get some of the lyrics and um, share with me us? a band called rednecks with an x made a non-pc <laughs> lyric t- song it's not this non-pc it's just like it's a very strange bizarre it's story yeah. it's a strange no, story it's, it's like if um, you try and listen to the lyrics to the verse of mbop it's like it's too many words that's very it's true too many words oh i love them i love them so much i know and um, we also did an episode on women in marvel um 
which which was interesting because it's just so full of the girlfriend trope isn't it let's be honest Mm -hmm. um but I think that this I mean this year obviously we have WandaVision we have uh Black Widow if it ever bloody comes out (laughs) is he gonna come out who knows I mean like I was so excited for a Black Widow movie like nine years ago and they've just waited so long now I'm like (sighs) well I laugh because literally like Bucky Barnes and the Falcon are gonna get a tv show before Black Widow gets a movie (laughs) as Rachel just yeah. put the lyrics on the chat okay so the lyrics to Cotton Eye Joe are if it hadn't been for Cotton Eye Joe I'd been married a long time ago where did you come from where did you go where did you come <gasps> from Cotton Eye Joe he came to town like a midwinter storm he rode through the fields so handsome and strong his eyes was his tools and his smile was his gun but all he had come for was for having some fun and it's about an STD oh my god I'm shook it's mad <laughs> It's mad. He bought disaster where heavy. Oh, it. Oh, okay. It's very The hearts of the girls was to hell, broken scent. They all ran away so nobody would know and left only men because of Cotton Eye Joe. So the next time you dance dancing at a wedding, have a little think about the lyrics, pals. <laughs> I can just see Nick Miller sitting in that car jamming to Cotton Eye Joe. I really That's all do. I can see. I really can mm-hmm. do. Um, we also did an episode on the history of Black Oscar winners and nominations. This was around the time that the Black Lives Matter movement was really gaining traction. And we kind of, I mean, me and Nell kind of got together and we were like, right, we want to obviously do something on the podcast that is is supportive, but isn't just for show. It isn't just, you know, oh, look what we're doing. You know, we're not a kind of company that just puts a black square on the grid and just not going to talk about that. So we come up with this idea where we thought let's 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 go back and celebrate but also dig deeper into like what the history was and I love this episode I feel like I learned so much and so many people come back to us and said oh this is really fascinating like I had no idea that you know this was the first person we're still getting firsts in like 2018 and 2019 and I really love the episode because you think that, yes, it's fantastic that, you know, Denzel Washington has had five nominations, but that's one black man. Like there's so many brilliant actors and actresses out there. And there's still, I mean, we're going to talk about this a bit later on in our episode on women in film for the past 10 years, but it was the characters we were seeing, you know, the fact that the early winners and nominees weren't even allowed in the ceremony. It was just fascinating to me. Yeah, no, I agree. And as much as things are changing for the better, obviously there are still there's still so much we have to do. Like, wasn't it just this week that it came out, even though people have known for a really long time that there aren't any black voters within the HFPA, which is such a testament to why Emily in Paris got all those Golden Globe nominations and I <laughs> got absolutely nothing. Like, I don't understand why we take the Golden Globe so seriously. Hmm. I know because yeah. you look at award season and, and it's kind of like the warm up for the Oscars, isn't it? And because they've got kind of like two categories for comedy and drama, then you've got like 10 actors that you think, right, who's in the running for the best best Oscar winner kind of thing. But when you like you look at it, like we've always known that the Hollywood F- Foreign Press Association is ridiculous, but all the white white people decide who should be nominated like it's bonkers and again this is something we discuss later but as much as we think the oscars are ridiculous and the golden globes are ridiculous they are still catalysts for dictating who gets funded who you know everyone loves to have in their trailer golden globe nominee oscar nominee 
and it's still a massive part of succeeding in the industry. So why on earth do we have, is it 87 or something? Could we fact check that, guys? Like 87 people deciding on one of the biggest parts of the film industry every year? Yeah. It is bad. It's just ridiculous. There's the dog. Your dog? I can't hear, buddy. Oh, that's all right. That's okay. It must be because the mic's a directional mic. (laughs) But first dog, first 90 dog members in the HFPA. 90, mem- 90 members. Jesus Christ. And not one black voter. Like, do they not know? <laughs> I don't understand how they can, like, imagine, like, for me, like, I don't know about you, obviously, I don't know about you know for this, but for me, I am so aware now if I go to a meeting, if I go to a panel, if I go to a round table, I look around, like, I, I get so frustrated when I'm the only woman at the table or at the event or at the decision and I get so frustrated if I'm if there's no people of color there and I I just think that looking at like someone said now no they didn't say right now someone said on LinkedIn recently and I know I'm quoting LinkedIn it's because I have to spend a lot of time there for jobs but someone said like when women of color look at an organization they often look at the leadership team and if they don't see themselves they don't see that they're going to succeed and I think that's so important and so prevalent and I just don't understand how we can just sit by and I mean you saw that front cover of that magazine where it had all the actors actresses and it was just all blonde women blonde white women mm-hmm. all of them mm-hmm. apart from I think yeah. two three two three how no, can you isn't. print that how can you print that and be like I'd be ashamed of myself I wouldn't even I would be I would be hiding that information if that was me in my magazine like I think it's gotten past the point of just like accidental ignorance now you know it's it's past that now like that that's a choice that's been made yeah no it's definitely willful now I don't think it's enough for people to say that they didn't realize or that they didn't it's not something that they thought about and like ultimately you can't like nobody can be what they can't see so when you talk about oh now Georgina will know this now it sounds like (laughs) I'm talking about my entire day job but yeah it's that idea of like like you need visibility you need it and as well I think that um oh I've just I just had a thought and it's completely gone <laughs> someone feel for me <laughs> I, where'd that gone I like me that. all the time where did it go where did you come where'd from come where, did you go? Go? <laughs> where did you go <laughs> <laughs> oh god I can't believe that song is about an STD man I know. I, I remember what I was going to say. I so there was an event recently, a festival that many people from Rian Pictures attended, and a conversation came up about diversity. Um, and some people <laughs> were like, "Yeah, but diverse diversity is great, but now if you ever mention if you ever say that sentence in that order, diversity is great, but it's a little bit like I'm not racist, but diversity is great, but it can't be it can't lead to tokenism." Now that is such ridiculousism. That is ridiculousism. Is that a word? Ridiculousism. I can debunk that for everyone on this um, live podcast and for anyone listening. So people who say diversity is tokenism only view it because they think hiring minority groups is a form of positive discrimination, right? Mm. So you have to split it up. If you look if so if you look at new ways of recruiting if you look at um networks that you don't usually approach to get talent from for example that's not positive discrimination it's positive action because you're getting a pool of people who are different into the room and then being able to 
interview or judge like whatever it is that you're looking for you're able to do that in a way that's fair positive discrimination is when you go oh I need a brown person in my boardroom so I'm only hiring a brown person which is tokenism not just for the fact that that brown person may not necessarily be the best person for the job but also if someone did that to me and I knew I was the token that's also not a good feeling for the cell Mm -hmm. So I feel like you need to talk about positive action versus positive discrimination and really understand the difference between them. Hugely. And it kind of goes like people get so irate when like like superhero films cast a a person of colour in a role that was previously white in the comic books. But you have to like unless that role absolutely to its core has to be a white person then what is the big deal about making a diverse choice and giving a voice to someone like we all saw it I mean it comes from it comes from gender representation but then you think okay that's great and yes that is a complete issue in itself and we have to always be aware of that but we have to open the door as well we can't just celebrate women in film we have to celebrate women in film like yes this is great we've got all these fantastic women nominated but what about women of color And we need to have that conversation too, because it's great if you're feminist and it's great if you're inclusive, but your feminism has to stretch to all women. And this goes for obviously trans women as well. And it has to stretch all bounds of it. Otherwise you can't, if you only want to celebrate people that look like you, that's not inclusive. That's just, that's just main character, um, psychological things going on. And I don't know. I mean, we've discussed this on the show for three years and it's fantastic that we are seeing female directors succeed, but they all look the same. And I am a white blonde girl, and all I see is, and Greta Gerwig's fantastic, Emerald Fennell is fantastic, you know, all these great women are fantastic, but they are all white blonde women. Mm. And mostly and mostly middle class, unless just pro class into the gender as well. Yeah, um, I bet they're all getting their vitamins at Holland and Barrett too. <laughs> Lauren. I'm not eloquent enough to discuss things the way that you three I aspire to be. I can only just destroy the conversation with stupid jokes, and I'm sorry, no, but I do agree with everything that's being said. I'm just mm, a bit of an idiot, but sure luck. You're not an idiot. You're an idiot. <laughs> I'm going to come over there and smack you in a bit. You're not an idiot. But yes to representation. I'll hit you with my cue card. Um, let's talk <laughs> about... Um, Let's talk about personal events over the podcast. So when I first started this show, I, why did I start this show? <laughs> why did you start why the did show? Start this show? So she started the show in 793. <laughs> um, she had old. just taken over Wessex and. <laughs> no, I, I no. did not. I did. I did not. I did not. Um, yeah. I mean, the podcast essentially the kind of episodes throughout the years like setting up the show was to basically have an outlet to talk about film because like I listened to all these film podcasts and it was great but it was mostly men talking and I feel like when I was like reading my magazines like I used to get Empire every month and Total Film every month is it every month they come out I think it's every yeah month. I also I, I, I used so. to forget that I had a subscription and then end up with two empires <laughs> <laughs> And it was, and I used, that's when I used to take the bus to work. So I used to take like an hour bus journey to work then an hour bus journey home. And I used to read these magazines and they were fantastic, but it was all male opinions. And it wasn't until the kind of journalism on social media kind of started to really grow that I started to read reviews from women and how it kind of, you know, how they felt about things and whether it was right. I mean, for example, Queen's Gambit recently, 
there's an episode where mm. she gets a period and it's like she's been stabbed by God himself and it's just ridiculous and it's because it's a male writer and you just think just sit there and talk to a woman and let them like oh, read this page of my script does this sound realistic would you relate to this it's that, um, like that Billy Eichner meme like for a dollar <laughs> being a woman <laughs> <laughs> literally literally um so I thought let's just have a podcast let's make it about film but let's also you know just have a chat and just connect and I was moving away at the time and I didn't know what was going to be waiting for me here in the North film wise. I, you know, it was very scary. So I just like the idea of having like a fortnightly chance to talk to people. Um, and that started with just my friends. And then we've had so many fantastic guests on the show. And uh, this little lady entered my life in November 2018 and become my, my co-host. Um, so question for you, Neha, from me. Mm-hmm. What, what made you want to join the show? Um, so I think it's because I, no, I know Rian Pictures in general sits within Film Twitter because we're a film production company, but I find Film Twitter so men heavy. And with that comes that sort of like toxic masculinity about, you know, like these are the films that are good. These are the films that are bad. And I just, I didn't like that discourse. And I'm still very reluctant to call myself a part of film Twitter because of that discourse. Cause yeah, I mean, everyone who know, watches this show and knows me knows that all I do is watch rom-coms anyway. Like that's just who I am. But I feel like, and I, I, now that I'm a part of the podcast, I think it is genuinely a place where we where we're almost redefining what film Twitter is right now, which is this very like, you don't have a letterbox, you don't like the Joker, you don't like, you know what I mean? Like that kind of very, and we don't do that. So that was why I wanted to join. And I'm glad I stuck around because it's like a great platform. It's a great place to be. Me and Karis are friends, me and Lauren are friends. And was that recorded? Was that recorded? That's on, that's on tape. That's on tape. There you go. I've got proof now. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like there's an assumption here that I don't like, you guys know we're friends, right? I know, I know. I just think you're class. Neha, oh, as, oh. as someone who's known Lauren for 11 or 12 years now, don't take anything she says seriously. She's She, she bullies me constantly and I bully her. It's just our relationship, our friendship. Bully, bully is not the right word. <laughs> so it's funny though, just not to completely sidetrack of you, Neha, because I've got to come back to that lovely sentiment at the moment. I but I used to look also, at friends. I think you're my friend and, and I think you're lovely. Both yeah. of us. Okay. I used to look at friendships where they used to take the piss out of each other and be like, God, that looks exhausting. Like I could never be in a friendship like that. But it's just funny with me and Lauren because we constantly make fun of each other. But for me and you, I feel like because we started out, like we we knew each other when we were just like, right, I want to be a musician, right? I want to be a filmmaker. And like when things happen to us, like get into a festival or getting your EP relaunched, it's just funny because we're like, oh my God, it actually worked. I know it's really <laughs> like, that. Like it just makes me laugh in general because even when you just said eleven years, I was like, that can't be right, but it is, which is, is. madness to me. Um, and it is funny because it's like it's been really cool. We've always kind of talked about how we felt like our lives are really parallel. Mm-hmm. Like even though we're like I kind of oh that's music cute, and... it's like a rom com. I know. Should we just get married? Um, and then uh, it is funny. It's because like. So, you, you a while a lot of the time it happened where you were like launching a film or something and I'd be like releasing music at the same time and it was weird because it was never like it was never intended that way um but it's been really cool for me just outside of the fact that sometimes I'm on this podcast it's just it's really cool 
as your friend to kind of see this all happen and how you've kind of used your like platform to like pull other people up and create like this community that I think is so lovely and especially this past year which you know we've not been able to do a lot of things and we've relied a lot online and I genuinely like when I get asked to be on the podcast I'm always absolutely buzzing um because I do get a lot I do get quite anxious when I'm on it and then sometimes I say things that are very stupid but I just love being on it because I just love chatting dudes and it's and, and it's just been great to watch all this grow uh and I am I don't know I just think it's great and thanks thank for you. having me on today too because like oh thank again, you guys I really so much. do a lot but <laughs> I tell you thank you so much honestly it's lovely and Neho it was when you joined the show it was just so lovely that there was someone that cared about it as much as I did because we we don't do this show for you know massive advertised placements or things like that we just do it because it's just generally lovely to have a safe space to just chat about films we love and like you said that you're not really into film but you love rom-coms rom-coms are films they're part of the film big encyclopedia and it's it's important to have that safe space and have your little things that you love and you know like Courtney loves Jude Law she'll watch anything that he's in and you know it's 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 just really lovely and I'm, I'm really glad and for me it's been difficult because like this has been at times like my diary like there's some episodes in the early days where I cry about moving away and starting a new job and my relationship and I mean when Cara joined the show I cried to Neha about four weeks because <laughs> it did. was so stressful and there was you one did. episode that never made it to air do you remember this one yep <laughs> I don't know I can't remember what the topic was but there was one episode and we were recording and Kara jumped up and she bit me because she was teething and literally oh God, yes. she yeah, like yeah. ripped a chunk out of my bicep is it a bicep if you don't work out like this part of my arm it's here? still there it's a, it's it's a muscle a even if you don't flex it and I ha- honestly the bruise I had was it lasted for for about a month and I just broke down in tears to her and I was like I can't do this I'm really sorry I can't do the podcast and she was like it's fine are you okay yeah <laughs> is your arm like, okay you should have called them because me and Neha have been waiting to do an Amy Adams podcast <gasps> yeah without well. your negativity I this is what I want to do because I obviously I I need to get to a point where I can like if I have life events happen the show must go on I think I said to you guys last night like by the way if anything happens tomorrow just carry on but also call the police if I disappear um but yeah I I do I do want to hear podcast episodes without me in them I am interested to hear that Amy Adams what else do you guys want to talk about without me well me and Sophie have been jonesing for a moonlight and portrait of a lady on fire and that is the first time I've mentioned moonlight which is a new record, by the way, for everyone. Just Again, ding, we ding, should ding. have made that bingo. We should have made that bingo. <laughs> it's going to come soon in the new episode. So our lovely editor, Rachel, is going to edit in a noise if we mention something on the bingo card. So you can you can have the bingo card on your phone and play along. It's, uh, it's all, it's all going to be fun. Um, and then obviously last year, the pandemic. And it was interesting mm. because... I don't know about, I obviously can't speak for you, Neha, but I feel like at times the podcast really kept me going. Oh, I agree with that. And I'm not even like yeah. really part of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's same. No, and I think for multiple reasons, not just because it was an excuse to hang out with you and Lauren and whoever was like guest hosting that week, but also because it allowed for a routine. Um, yeah. So you knew you would be doing it once a week, mm-hmm. especially since the pandemic just threw everything into chaos and there was like no nothing was just like nothing made sense it was like the one thing that was like an anchor in my week that I knew was happening that I knew I could engage with that I knew I'd have fun with yeah. um 
Yeah, I know. It was, I mean, it there was, was one episode we recorded, and then after the episode recorded, me, Karis, and Courtney stayed on Zoom for four hours. Oh my God, I do remember that. Yes. And it was like, because sometimes I always joke that like we should actually have like a 10 minute pre before we record because I just get so excited to talk to everyone that I just like <laughs> chat over everything for like a 10 minutes and it's not fun for anyone to listen to, but I really enjoy myself. <laughs> no, I, and you know what as well, we, we made a, we made like a little pack that we wouldn't talk about um, the coronavirus or the lockdown in general on the show. And I think that helped because when we were, I mean, it's, it's bizarre. I think back to like last year, as like 10 years ago like it felt like it's such a long time ago mm. yeah it's so close and I just remember being excited like right what we're going to talk about this week and what we're going to do this this week and not having to and we even set each other homework for a few episodes didn't we we did we did we did that was very fun I think it was the journal journalism episode where we had to both watch a few films or something I love that episode that was really good I do love mm. I do love episode do you both have a favorite episode Oh, um, Lauren, if you say the scream episode and then bully me again for not inviting you, (laughs) I wasn't gonna say it. I was, I was, I was trying to stay on the path of like my really nice self there for a while. There, uh, my favorite, and I know it's probably just coming to my head because it was recent enough, uh, was the high school musical one. I had such a good time with that. Um, that or the Avengers one because we. I just love whenever it opens and it's just us going do 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 do. Um, we do love sound effect. I love those two. Yeah, I I love the um, Avengers ones because it was just us fangirling away, and the messages I got after that episode from Marvel boys were like, "Excuse me, you actually missed out this important character," and "Excuse me, you actually missed out this." It's like we are not that show. I don't know what show you're looking for, but we're not it. <laughs> No, we're not, we're not your kind of film Twitter. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, but I, I do, I do like that we have the variety where we can have episodes where we talk about, you know, cinematography and mooding mm. and feeling, and then we're like, oh my god, but did you see Captain Marvel? And and High School Musical, yeah, High School Musical too. Um, What's your fave now? A couple. So I really like, obviously, I wish I wasn't such a stereotype of myself, but 90s rom-coms I loved. Um, I also liked when we talked about black Oscar winners and just sort of that charting that history and Asian American representation in film. I really liked those three. It was good for me because I felt like I learned a lot, but also the ones I think I felt not most passionate about, but pretty passionate about. Yeah, definitely. And I didn't think about this before I asked the question, so <laughs> don't really know. But I, I will say I really, really loved the High School Musical one um, just because... And I also really loved the episode we did when we look back at Disney shows and Nickelodeon mm-hmm. shows that we loved. Um, I, and we're going to talk about this later in our Guilty Pleasure session, but I just really love being able to talk about stuff that we loved that helped us get through a bad time or helped us get through something. Like when I was younger, I literally just had like my box bedroom with my TV or my laptop. And that was my life. It was consuming and watching things that made me feel better for escapism. And it's just so lovely when you connect with someone over that escapism. Um, And that's what I really enjoy. And just hearing people enjoy the show and like every time someone sends a message in they're like oh my god I love the episode I'm like someone listen to that um, <laughs> so it's it's been it's been a 
brilliant three years and I just really love that we're still going um and the team is amazing we have such a fantastic team behind the scenes of this podcast and um, obviously me and Neha are on this every week Lauren joins us Courtney joins us Ashton joins us we have so many fantastic guest stars but we have such a hard-working team behind the scenes Alina Melissa Laverne Katie and Rachel they've made such a huge difference to the show it used to literally just be me and Neha been like a free Tuesday should we hang out um, and then quickly googling things before we have the episode and then me <laughs> me editing the show in between cooking dinner um, and it's just been amazing to see the show grow and also Courtney who designed our gorgeous logo which is oh no I'm always pointing in the wrong direction you can't even see my hand because <laughs> it's on the same it's so weird it's so weird um so to close us out um Lauren you are also a big part of the show because you did the theme song and you've got a special treat for us today, haven't you? I don't know if I'd call it special. <laughs> or a treat. Oh, Lauren, it is special. Oh, gosh. Uh, but sure, will we do it? After, uh, when, when, whenever I'm you're gonna, ready. I, I'll do it. All right. Uh, can you hear me still? Yes. Ah, okay. Not having it all. Talking films and docs and TV. amazing thank you so much um oh god i'm getting quite emotional you're gonna have a wee cry pet we still got some episodes to do i was gonna say i feel like i'm saying goodbye (laughs) i'm saying goodbye and we got like four episodes um i never remember the words that song either nobody Um, nobody knows those nobody knows those anything you guys want to say before we round out the episode today Oh, I just like being here. Yeah, I might just say no. <laughs> um, no, thanks for having me on. As always, like it's 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 like whenever you first started, I was like, yay, because I just like talking. Oh, we so, know, I know, <laughs> and it's really it's really one of my strengths is just talking for a long time until you'd be like, okay, we're done now. Um, so thanks very much for having me, and thanks everyone for uh, signing up today and coming and watching and enjoy these two for the rest of the afternoon. I'm sure it's going to be lovely. 